الحمد لله وكفى السلام على عباده الذين استفى النبام أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أن أفرح من ذكاها وتنخاب من دساها سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يسفون وسلام على أبو المسكين
So the way in our deen that Allah Ta'ala made for us to resolve this contradiction is called Tawbah. And in order to make it clear, because this is a huge contradiction, it seems like an irreconcilable thing. But I'm a student of Tazkiyah, but I violate Sharia. It almost sounds absurd. It sounds nonsensical. So to resolve this huge contradiction, Allah Ta'ala made it clear that His mercy and forgiveness is vast. Incredible rahmah, limitless rahmah, incredible maghfirah, and then incredible hidayah, that after Allah Ta'ala forgives us and then sends His mercy on us, then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala can guide us again, guide us out of that sin, guide us into taqwa, guide us into haya. So actually then this is the rabt, that the gap between my taskiyah, sorry, the gap in my sharia, which is the reason why I'm not properly doing my taskiyah, that gap can be bridged by tawbah. This is why it's very, very important for a person to always make tawbah, to keep making tawbah. Now, there are many teachings in our deen about this tawbah. Tonight, I want to mention some very important things about tawbah. Number one is that, obviously, if there's a person who has not committed a sin, so there's no need for them to make tawbah for that because they didn't do anything. Second, is a person who has done a sin. If a person has done a sin, then they must make absolute true tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now that tawbah has different aspects. The first is that in their heart they must truly feel sad and they must truly believe what they did was wrong and they must truly feel shame and they must truly realize that they violated the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If they don't do that, then it's not called toba. For example, if they continue to persist in that behavior, or they continue to legitimize those actions, or they continue to defend themselves, or they explain it away, or they belittle it, that means it's not true toba, because it's not really an acceptance and acknowledgement of the crime and of the sin. A second aspect is that many times a person might sin and the matter is purely private and individual in between them and Allah subhanahu In that case, the tawbah will also be private and individual between them and Allah subhanahu But sometimes the sin involves other people. Sometimes the sin may even affect the entire public. Sometimes the sin may affect a circle of people. In order to make tawbah from a sin like that, a person has to rectify matters, correct the matters with the other people rectify and correct the matters with the public or with their following or limited segments of the public depending on whatever the case might be. So for example, if a person wants to make Toba privately to Allah Swantama, but does not rectify the matter with the others, does not take care of the Hukukul Ibad, then again the beginning in the Toba is incomplete. And when the Toba is incomplete, then there is nothing else that can bridge the gap between our failure to truly follow Sharia and our being seekers and students of Tazkiyah. So we might be weak in our Sharia. We might even be weak in our efforts of Tazkiyah. But we can never allow ourselves to be weak in our Tawbah. 
if a person is weak in Toba, then there's nothing left. There's no other fallback. Toba is the last resort. There's nothing that can compensate for that lapse in Toba. Toba can compensate for our lapse in Tazkiyah. Toba can compensate for our lapse in Sharia. Toba can compensate for our lapse in Taqwa. When, if and when, Allah Ta'ala accepts that Toba. So this is why Allah Ta'ala made it clear to us in Quran, Ya ayyuhallazina amanu tubu illallahi tawbatun nasuha. So it's not just any Toba that will work. Tawbatun nasuha. Real, sincere, true Toba. That power, the power of the sincerity in that Toba, the power of the shame in that Toba, the power of the dedication in that Toba, it's that which will bridge the gap between our failures in Sharia and our lapses in Tazkiyah. So that's why we must make Toba to the absolute fullest extent possible. Now, sometimes what might happen is a person might find themselves accused of a sin. So there are three possible situations. First situation is that the person is entirely innocent and they never did that sin. In that case, any such person will always be silent and they will put all of their faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will have pure tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they will know that my Allah knows that I'm completely innocent of this sin. And because my Allah Ta'ala knows I'm innocent of this sin, Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala will protect me, Allah Ta'ala will guide me, Allah Ta'ala will rescue me. One of the best examples of this is of Umar Mu'mineen Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha when she was accused of something that she was entirely innocent of. Because she knew she was entirely innocent, she became entirely silent. Not only was she silent, but she did not launch any one of her friends she did not plan and maneuver and manipulate an elaborate defense. No. She was absolutely, truly silent. This will be the response of the person who is truly innocent of the sin. Second, there will be another person who did commit the sin, but they made true tawbah to Allah which means they truly felt shame, they truly begged Allah for forgiveness, they got out of that sin, they stopped repeating that sin, Years have passed, they never returned to that sin. And whatever hukukul ibad were involved, they took the steps to rectify that. They made amends. They maybe returned the rights of people that they mistook. They corrected the misconceptions in people that maybe they created. So if they made true tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they made all the require all the amends required in Sharia, then this person will also be silent. They will also be absolutely silent. Now a person will wonder, but why would they be silent? They're guilty. They'll be silent because they know they've made true Toba. And they will think that, okay, either Allah SWT will rescue me, defend me, save me, because Allah Ta'ala knows I've made true Toba, or maybe part of the way that Allah Ta'ala is accepting my Toba if Allah Ta'ala wants to punish me a little bit in this world, it might be humiliation, might be disgrace, might be embarrassment, but I would rather take all of that humiliation on my head in this world 
rather than take it on the Day of Judgment. And that is a very difficult thing to say. Most of us, I'm sure myself included and most of our listeners, we're not strong enough for that. We would rather not be silent. Instead, we would try to defend ourselves so that we don't get any humiliation in this world. We would defend ourselves. We would use our students to defend us, our friends to defend us, our family to defend us. We would try in any way to escape any and all disgrace and humiliation. 99% of us are like that. However, there will be 1% of people who, mashallah, are such salihin, such muttaqin, such uliya, such ulama, who they would know. But no, even if I did make a sin because my tawbah is true and I have truly made all the amends that are required in Shia, I will be silent and I will not launch any defense or anything. I will be absolutely silent and I will leave the matter to Allah subhanahu So I'd mentioned there were three possibilities. Number one is that the person never did the sin at all. Number two is that they did the sin but they truly made tawbah and made all amends. The third possibility is that they made the sin and they haven't made true tawbah to Allah subhanahu They're in a state of denial or in a state of delusion and they haven't made amends with others. This person will never be silent. This person will be extremely defensive. They'll go on full defense and go full attack. If they're clever, they won't do it directly. They will use others to defend themselves and they will use others to attack others. This is a very unfortunate situation. And anybody who adopts the third path is not going to be able to be called Tawbat al and therefore they will not get that mercy and forgiveness from Allah SWT. And then that gap between Sharia and their Tazkiyah will remain. So this is why we must always be very firm and steadfast in our Tawbah. And sometimes that Tawbah has to be honest. Sometimes that Tawbah is painful. But if we make that Tawbah to Allah SWT, Allah Ta'ala is the one who will truly then save us from every disgrace, every humiliation. So this is why it's critical that we can never, ever let ourselves have any lapse in our toba. Yes, we are already stuck in this unfortunate reality that we have lapses in our taqwa, lapses in our haya, lapses in our honesty, lapses in our modesty, lapses in our ibadah, lapses in so many aspects of our being. The only hope we have in that case is that we should never have any lapse in our tawbah. We must be absolutely firm and steadfast on tawbah. We have to have a craze for tawbah. And this is one of the greatest aspects of our deen. And this is why Allah SWT has put so many different features in our deen that can help a person make tawbah. One of those features that is coming up very soon is the month of Ramadan. Ramadan is the month when a person must be true to themselves and true to Allah Taala. Ramadan is the chance when Allah Taala increases how many people He forgives. Allah Taala showers His rahmah on us, on the fasting believer. Allah Taala sends His maqfirah. Allah Taala sends His hidayah. So this is a great chance. Ramadan should be the month when we make sure we make up for any lapses in tawbah. This is the mission in Ramadan. 
yes, mashallah, for those people who are salihin, muttaqeen, for them, then Ramadan is about getting extra qurb with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, extra nearness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, getting the manifest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, deep personal heartfelt awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, deep knowledge and understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, deep zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But for the rest of us, we can hope and pray that Ramadan will be like that for us also. But we must begin the preparation for Ramadan and then ultimately begin the month of Ramadan with Tawbah. All it should focus on, all of our efforts should focus on Tawbah. And if you think about it, and we look past in our past year, there were so many lapses in our Tawbah. How many sins did we make that we didn't really truly ask Allah's forgiveness for them? How many sins did we make that we weren't truly ashamed of them? How many sins did we make that we kind of belittled them or tried to explain them away? How many times did we try to defend ourselves, manipulate, cover up, lie? How many times have we been guilty of this? So this is then our great goal. And I would suggest that I, myself, and all others, we should try to focus on this this year in Ramadan. That I want to make up for all the times I failed to make Tawbah. I want to make up to Allah Ta'ala for all the times I broke my Tawbah. I want to make up to Allah Ta'ala for all the times I was insincere. Not sincere Tawbah, Tawbah Tanusul was insincere. Maybe I stopped the sin, but not because out of fear of Allah Ta'ala, but I stopped the sin because I was worried I would be caught. I was worried I would be discovered. That's not, no. I want to take my Tawbah to a higher level. I want to have the most sincere, true Tawbah that I could possibly have. In the month of Ramadan, is best time in our life to try to make that true, sincere Tawbah. And that person who makes true, sincere Tawbah, I've experienced this and witnessed this. Both personally experienced it and also observed and witnessed it in others. That Allah Ta'ala preserves the isat. Like I said, that sometimes, yes, Allah Ta'ala may choose to punish a person in this world and give them some humiliation and disgrace. And I was mentioning that as a possibility, that it is within the might and power of Allah Ta'ala to do that. But my own experience and observation in my whole life so far is that Allah Ta'ala doesn't choose to do that. And when a person makes true tawbah, Allah Ta'ala saves them even from disgrace and humiliation in this world, and Allah Ta'ala saves them from disgrace and humiliation in the Akhirah. This is the nature of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. This is Him being Al-Rahman Al-Rahim, Al-Ghafur Al-Ghafar, Al-Tawab Al-Kareem. So then that gives us even more hope. That gives us even more hope. And that should give us even more motivation. But again, we don't want to make Tawbah only for this reason to save ourselves from disgrace and save ourselves from humiliation. But sometimes Allah Ta'ala might try to guide us to Tawbah. Allah Ta'ala is actually guiding us to Tawbah when we see a risk of humiliation, a risk of disgrace. So we have to make the Tawbah for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, but maybe we'll make that Tawbah under pressure. I'll give you an example. Sometimes if there is a person who is caught in a sin, so their initial reaction is denial. However, gradually they start to accept it. For example, a person who was caught stealing. So first they'll say, no, no, I didn't steal. 
I don't have it. And then he said, no, we know you have it. I said, no, no, actually, I just borrowed it or I was going to return it. But after one keeps pushing them, keeps pressuring them, finally they admit and then they confess. And they said, no, I did steal and I realized it was wrong and I make tawbah to Allah SWT and I'll promise I'll never do it again. So sometimes people need help to make tawbah. People need to be pushed to make tawbah. People need to be guided to make tawbah. And at that situation, the true friend of that person is the one who's actually trying to guide and push them to make tawbah. And the enemy of that person is the one who tries to convince them that there's no need to make tawbah. And this is one of the greatest tricks of shaitan. That shaitan tries to convince a sinner that there's no need to make tawbah. And as we know in Quran, there Shiadin and assistance to Shiadin Minal Jinni Nas. And that means maybe a person might have a friend who tells them, No, no, you don't have to make Toba. So actually that friend is not doing the work of Shaitan. That friend is an agent of Shaitan. Our true friend would be that person who pushes us to make Toba, pressures us to make Toba, guides us to make Toba, leaves no other choice for us except to make Toba. And this is one of the greatest reasons why in this path of Tazkir we have this relationship because the person Sheikh is going to try to do their Islah, is going to try to rectify them. So the Sheikh's not going to hold back. The Sheikh would never tell the student, it's okay, you don't have to make Toba, it's okay, it's not really a sin, it's okay, don't worry about it. No. The Sheikh will pressurize the student to make Toba. The Sheikh will guide the student to make Toba. The Sheikh will insist on the student to making Toba. The Sheikh will keep giving beyond to the students so they realize the enormity of their sin. The Sheikh will keep giving beyond to the students so they realize the enormous enormity, greater enormity and vastness and infinite limitless vastness of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. So this is one of the greatest aspects of Kundamazadakin that we enter into a relationship with the Sheikh who then becomes the one who guides and pushes us to make true Tawbah. Allah Akbar And this is one way that our Mashaikh benefit us and one of the core fundamental aspects of Tazkiyah is that we're guided to make that Tawbah. And if a, sometimes if a person doesn't have a Sheikh and all they have is their friends or family Sometimes the friends and family take too soft and lenient to stance and give too soft and lenient advice to that person. And then because that person didn't have a sheikh who would be insistent on them, didn't have a sheikh who would be firm with them, and they were surrounded themselves only with people who were soft and lenient with them, so then they will accept the advice of those people. And by accepting the advice, they will think that they don't really need to make toba. They don't really need to change. They don't really need to make those amends. And the truth is that most of us are surrounded by such people all the time. We have people at work who are fond of us. We have students who are fond of us. We have families who are fond of us. We are surrounded all over by makhluk and creation who are fond of us, soft with us, lenient upon us. So we need somebody in our life who will be firm with us. We need somebody in our life who will be firm when the deen requires from us. And then, yes, we'll be soft when the deen allows or encourages or even requires that softness. But we need somebody who can be firm with us on what? On our tawbah. Because our nafs 
will not want us to make Tawbah. Our nafs will try to keep us away from Tawbah. Shaitan will try to keep us away from Tawbah. The agents of Shaitan from Insan will try to keep us away from Tawbah. And then what's the cure? That's called Shaykh. This is one of the most important aspects of a Shaykh. This is one of the most important roles and functions of the Shaykh. If the Shaykh is that person who is absolutely straightforward, honest, and firm with me, when otherwise my nafs and shaitan and my circle of friends and colleagues and students around me is all trying to bring me to this delusion that I can sin. Like the guy who to bring this to delusion that what I did is not a sin, I don't have to make up. Or trying to bring me to delusion that all I have to do is to make a is to turn to Allah Ta'ala, I don't have to make any changes in my life, I don't have to fix anything, I don't have to make any amendments. These are all delusions, all deceptions. And unless a person has some senior, some elder, some sheikh, someone in their life who can snap them on this delusion, it's very easy to fall into the delusion. Very easy to get sucked into the delusion. You know, one friend of mine, a few weeks ago I met him, and he told me, he had once heard or maybe read, I can't remember, heard or read, that one of the Khulafas of the Shaykh Ashraf he said that a person should not even let three days pass without having a Shaykh. In other words, now this is not a fatwa, this is not a legal ruling, but the Shaykh had realized that when the person is left to themselves, then that means they'll be left to their nafs and they'll be left to shaitan. They don't have someone in authority, someone in guidance, someone explaining to them, guiding to them, pushing them, pressurizing them, and sitting upon them. Until and unless they have that relationship, then they will fall under the ghalaba, ghalaba to nafs. They will fall under the domination, dominance of their nafs. They will end up submitting to their nafs as opposed to submitting to the shuya. And this can happen even if they are, mashallah, making some effort for tazkiyah, making some zikr, listening to bian, etc. Always remember that if we give in to our nafs, that choice of giving in to our nafs and that submission to the nafs, once we make that submission, then there's nothing that, there's no saving grace. A person can't say, oh, I submit to my nafs and I make sin, but my saving grace will be zikr. I submit to my nafs and make sin. My saving grace is my ilm. I submit to my nafs and make sin. My saving grace is my power. I submit to my nafs and make sin. My saving grace is that I am descended from a sheikh or something. No. There is nothing that can save a person when they submit to their nafs and make sin except one thing, and that is the tawbah. Kamil mukammal tawbah. 